we have a special guest in the studio here today. It's Eric McNamara from Bodaik. And a lot of people will know Eric McNamara. They might know him as a coach in personal development and mindfulness coach. They know him from playing rugby. He also played hurling uh, at underage. He's, ah. land, he's done landscape. I'd say he's doing everything going the road. But Eric is going to tell us his own story here. And you're welcome to the Scarpe community, Eric. Thanks, Leo. Yeah. I suppose, um, yeah, we, we all have stories and, and I suppose I'm here tonight just to tell you a bit about my story and um, I suppose what, what I started out with and to where I am today. So um, I started in construction, um, spent many good years in that and when the, I suppose when the bus came in, uh, things went very quiet and Says, I said, where where am I going to put my skills or what can I go at? And I decided on starting a landscaping company. And um, so I started with, with a van and a trailer. I had that from construction. And sure, I wasn't afraid of um, hard work, so put everything into it. And look, it, it was quite tough at the, at, at the start, but um, surely... You know, steadily enough, we started building. We we started getting, um, you know, better jobs and and the machines started to come and and an extra staff, and I suppose that did bring its own. Um, and you won awards as well, didn't you? Yeah. So from twenty fifteen, we we started winning awards. Uh, we won our first one in Ennis, and the second and third one came. Was it uh, 2017? Yeah, so we were doing some really high-end work um, at the time. And I suppose anyone that was looking in, you'd say, yeah, this guy is, is doing pretty well and, and staff and machines and, and winning awards. And But I suppose I knew myself, I, I was, um, it was, it was stressful. You know, and and I was someone I suppose that was always um, more used to the outside, being out in nature and 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 getting my hands dirty. And as corner as the business was growing, I I tended to be more in the office, and it didn't really suit. You know, so so as for September twenty eighteen, then. Um, I knew I was stressed and, and I came across um, a mindfulness class, um, a six week course with, with Fergus Barrett. He's actually a local mindfulness teacher. He does the, he's outside with, with, in part of Gibbons test there and he's, he was doing the training out there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I knew Parik through our uh, Fergus through Parik's place and, and I did do a bit of training with him. So I said, look, it, I'll, I'll give it a go because as I said, I knew I was that bit stressed and um, so I, I, I got into that six week class and I suppose it did, it, it definitely helped. I got into meditation, I suppose something that I would have thought was, was kind of more for hippies and, and <laughs> kind of fluffy stuff, but definitely wasn't for me. And, and um, yeah, I suppose it, it was, um, did that course and, and, kind of got into the meditation but not in 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 a big way 
But I suppose it it um, we started off the twenty nineteen season then, and and it was just crazy, crazy busy, and and you know everyone is looking for you. You've like a six month time slot or maybe six or eight months where you have to get all this work done, you know, when, when the weather is pretty good. And I suppose May 2019, uh, there was one morning, one Friday morning, and and I suppose before that, I, I'd be regularly um, getting up in the mornings with a pain in my chest from, I definitely think to a stress-related now, and, and I would have this dry cough, and and Angela would my wife she she would often um, mention it to me you know to to slow down and 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 take it easy, but I'll always remember that morning because I was in such a state I actually I don't know it, it, I was in the clouds so I was but she said to me look at please sit down um, I remember it that I had that pain in my chest and that cough was was there that morning and. She said, sit down and and um, she said, if I went out and took all your machines, what would you do? And without batting an eyelid, I said, I think I could fly. I I just had reached. Um, you were going to the real point of yeah. despair. Yeah, I really was. And, and I suppose it, it was only until she said it that morning. Um, and like up to that or or it was it was all about more machines more staff and and yeah. keep growing this do you know and just could I ask you like say to get to that stage you said all the work you had done <clears throat> did you were you a person who said who couldn't refuse work in a sense did you always like to say yes i'll take on the job i'll take it on the job even though you're only seven or eight months could you have probably thinking back on it now maybe if you're taking off le- on less work at the time would that have worked for you or was it something you couldn't avoid well, I suppose <clears throat> looking back at my dad and, and God bless him, he's, he's in his 70s and, and he's still working as hard as ever. And I suppose that's all we ever saw growing up was was work and, and work hard and work nearly all the time. There was there wasn't, you know, we were always at something. And, and I suppose whatever you're looking at every day. It's hard not to be... You're following the example, really, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. The work ethic was strong in the family. In that yeah, case, yeah, so I suppose, look, at you could say, um, yeah, look, at I'm not taking that on, but I, I have a kind of an addictive nature to me, and, and work would be one of the things, and I suppose when I, when I did get into this, I, like I did put everything into it, and, and um, when, once you put some... Put, put all your effort into something, other things are going to, it's going to affect other things. So like it did, it affected my family and, and my marriage, we were, we were drifting apart to be quite honest, you know. And, and um, because I was gone early and home late. And in fairness, there was often times I um, nearly avoided coming home because there was young kids and, and my wife, she's a very busy job as well. And um, there was times I was saying, geez, I'll work on another bit because I'd only have to be facing stuff that I couldn't control at home, do you know? And I suppose you were, using, you were using the work in, Eric, as a release, uh, you know, a kind of a hiding away yeah. not rather than facing the real reasons. Yeah, and I suppose looking back now as well, there was stuff that would have gone on for years that... Uh, um, I'd have been 
burying and putting walls up around me and you know you put on these masks and you know it, it's looking back now <coughs> say, sure, like why why was I doing that but you see I suppose we're, we're all told um, you know suck it up and, and get on with it and rather than dealing with it when it comes up and Eric was, was we, like we're all he's a kind of a male thing anyway isn't it that you bottle up everything and you you, you don't really want to admit anything. You don't want to give in. And it's kind of maybe an ego thing too is you don't want to admit when something is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and I suppose I'm I'm the big man. I'm six foot seven, ex-rugby player. And I, I'd have said, you know, come on, you, you can handle all this and handle all this stress. And, and but you see, I... I, I the more all these things came, came at me, the more I put up the walls. And like even Angela, you know, at times would have, um, you know, tried to, to come into that circle and I, I was pushing everyone back, you know. And and I suppose it, I just got caught up in my head and, and saying, you know, I can work this out, I can work this out. But... You know, it, it comes to a point where, um, you know, you, you keep pushing something and, and it's eventually going to break. Yeah. And, and just at this point, Derek, before you, you, you just continue on, obviously, with, with this fascinating story. At the time, the time you're talking about now, the build up to this situation, was there any release at all you had in terms of, of pastimes, sports, hobbies, switching off a Saturday evening or Sunday? Or was it just working your mind the whole time? It was, yeah. It's 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 a great question because um, I was at CrossFit, um, I suppose a year before that, and and that was my kind of release. I used going from half six to half seven, and I suppose that was releasing a lot. But I got injured in it, and um, so for a finish, I was doing nothing, only work, and and the minute I get up in the morning. It, it was work and the last thing at night it was work and then I wasn't sleeping right during the night you'd be waking up there was something um, it was all work related it really was and like Angela would um, she she said a few times tr- throughout some of, some of them years she said um, your work is number one and I always it is a harsh her- statement isn't it it is and I, I said I'd al- I always denied it and at the time, and I said, oh, not at all, not at all, you're, you're number one. But honest to God, it was so true because um, it, it had totally taken over my life. And Eric, did it come to get the pain in the chest? No, obviously you, you must have had, uh, you're, you're talking about that Friday morning, right? But you must have had little episodes in be- before that where, you know, where the hilt, you might not have felt right and you'd, you'd, you'd pass it up and you'd, you'd, you'd work away again. Yeah, I suppose maybe you'd have um, maybe good days and bad days, and and I suppose then again you you you'd be just so busy you you kind of wouldn't have time to even think think or or how the body is and and look it, it was just being pushed to the limit and and it came to that point where you know that day where. Um, it kind of put the thought in my head, I, I need to do something about this. And that Friday morning, did, did it just, you know, obviously you, you, you didn't really know what was happening. You were the pain in your chest. Mm. Obviously you, you were thinking, thinking, thinking the worst. 
you know, and she's a cool person that she is. She knows how to calm you down, sit you, get you sitting down, re relax again. And of course, we all hear this word relax, but of course, no one takes any notice of the time. But was that the Eureka moment, though, that you said, Jesus, things have to change here? Well, I suppose I, I'd have been always a person as well. And, and again, the big man attitude and, and the ego, um, don't cry, never cry. And honest to God, when she sat me down that, that morning and when she said that, um, the tears started to flow in. And, and um, I suppose I, I, I had reached um, a breaking break point. And, yeah. point. Um, and it was only when she said that, because that would never, ever, ever have been something I would have said. Uh, no, do most, you know, most men like, like that. I think yeah. I could fly when she... Because uh, look, at I was only after building up this. 2018 would have been our best year, as I said, awards. And... We were going the right way, and look at it. It was bigger and bigger. I wanted to go, but but um, I suppose twice I would have had physical burnout um, throughout my my working years, where the body would have just shut down, and where you'd just have to maybe be put into bed or whatever. There was a garden show we did in Innes, and I remember. Um, pushing really pushing hard and and coming out and getting into the van and actually jackknifing the trailer um didn't realize the trailer was on the back of the van and jackknifing it even in the drive before i went out I, I, but that was physical and i had another episode of that as well from working hard but what i had was was mental it it was um it was a complete different animal when when you were when your head is just completely fried. And Eric, you know, obviously, you know, yourselves as family, you went on holidays, uh, Jordan, in, at, at different periods. Would your work still, can, you know, take over the holiday? Would you be still thinking about work all the time, even when you're away with the lads or whatever? You know, and I know your young lads are involved in sport <coughs> and all that. And would you still would you still be consumed with work at all times? Yeah, so I know I mentioned Angela a lot here tonight. Um... Angela would have everything booked. I'd hardly know where we were going. And I'd, I'd rock up. And um, for the first two days, I would be like a bear because you'd be winding down. And Angela, in fairness, would be nearly fit to get on a plane home. I'd yeah. be in such bad form. And then I'd relax. And the day before then would be coming home. I'd be getting edgy again. I'd yeah. be getting back into the work mode again, you know. And um, the minute we would get off the flight, it would have to be straight home and, and straight into work gear or, or some, some way work-related. You say, sorry, Leo, you say, Eric, there, that it is an addiction, right? And I mean, we know there's loads of kinds of addictions, whether it's gambling or alcohol, drugs, work. There's, there's other ones as well, I'm sure. But um, if it's an addiction, of course, it's something really, in a sense, you... you it, you couldn't help because addiction takes over you. So you have realized since, or you have been told since that this was an addiction. And obviously you're going to tell us how you dealt with this thing was on, but addiction is a scary thing, isn't it? For any of us. Oh, it, it really is like, and, and you'd often hear these stories, um, <clears throat> you know, back through the years of, of, you know, alcoholics and, and gambling addictions. And, you know, you would actually hear of the work, addiction but not as much mm, no. and and um and it is it is scary and you know where, where people get caught up and 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 as i say it affects everything 
you know marriages and and family life and and it does it, it can it really does take over if you let it you know and i suppose i did you know and can we uh, you know as we speak of the addiction and what was your real main driver you know you're saying you want to be the best and you wanted to grow 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 all the time you know was it just to be the best or was it just you just wanted to keep going? Had the whole thing just taken over your mind? Or was financial in that aspect of it? It probably wasn't. Well, well I suppose we we all um, you know we all have have dreams and goals, and I suppose and you know I would I I'd, I'd have my plan was to do quite well in it, you know. Yeah, of course. And I suppose when I looked at it, uh, you know, there was a six or an eight month gap there. And and I felt, God, you know, there must there must be something out there maybe that was f- for like twelve months. It's very hard to make. How, how did you how did you manage how did you manage for the four months? You know, you're saying you're six to eight months to win. What about the four month break? How did you how did you manage? Yeah, well, I yeah, I suppose um, you would be tipping away, but it wouldn't be busy. You know, like um, you'd be doing. Smaller, S- small, jobs. smaller jobs, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and and. Um, but did you feel the pressure in easing off at any stage? In or were you on the lookout? Again, you wanted to be doing. Obviously, you wanted to fulfil your time. There's no doubt about that. But did you see that you were looking for some other outlet, or was it just totally consumed by the work ethic? Well, I suppose even at home, if if I was at home, I always had to be at something, and and I suppose. I, I would have been highly impatient and and even when my kids were were very small if they were doing stuff with me looking back now if you know like small kids if they weren't getting it quick enough I'd, I'd be getting so impatient <coughs> and and they'd often run back into mammy giving out about daddy and and <laughs> you know when I look back I yeah look at I'm a nice guy but I could have been nicer back then you know and and um but I suppose, you know, we all have different things going on, and and I had a lot of issues that I that <coughs> all, and I suppose they all stacked up, and they just seemed to come come to a head maybe that day, and then I knew, like I had problems. Yeah, and can, can I just take it back, Eric? You know, you know, obviously, look at the work ethic in your family is un is unread. Mm-hmm. You know that, and they've been very very successful, and. You know, your father runs a very successful business over there, uh, Derek Kitchens. You know, he was there with Sean. Your, bro- your brother Dara is doing there and doing, doing, doing quite well. But you played sport um, as a young dad. You played hurling, you played rugby, you played anything that was going going the road. And, you know, <coughs> your, your own young dads are involved in the sport. Did you find that that time sport was a release or was it a pain to be involved in? You know, would you want to be getting away from the sport to get back to work again? Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I was you, you were very good at training all that. You you had labour me training like that's the one. Mm. You know, but at the back of your mind, even as a young dad, was at that time was it still work? You know, was that so? That was obviously thrown into you from family. But mm. was that in your own mind? Do you know that hopefully this training will finish quick and I can get back to doing something else? No, I I know it wasn't. It, it was only really when um, I got into the landscape and that it really took over. For for the 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 latter years in it, that it really took over, yeah, and I suppose um, 
No, because I would have played a lot of golf and I'd have played it at a decent level as well. And and it was always nice <coughs> to get away with that. But whatever it was with this company, um, it it just Consumed came to... You. Yeah, it did. Um, and then go back into that, that, that eureka moment, that Friday morning, you know, as you said... You were, she told Angela told you to, to, to sit down, take, you know, this was, you obviously didn't really realise what was happening, but all your emotions, everything just flooded. Everything came to the to the surface at that stage. Did you think at that stage you'd have, you know, did you even remember, you said you'd done the course with Fergus Barrett, you had then done the bit of that at this stage. Did even anything from that course come flooding into your head, even at that stage, of how maybe you're going to deal with this? Yeah, well, uh, you just said it there, I suppose Everton kind of came out at that time and, and I would have been one that would have buried Everton, um, you know, I suppose. And and I haven't really mentioned it before. I, you know, I'm six foot seven. I, I would have had issues with my height as well, where I, I was never fully comfortable in my frame, you know, and and I suppose maybe only in the last year and a half or so. I've I've kind of come around to maybe dealing more with that, um, but but it was it it, it just <coughs> everything came to a head and and like from that morning, then Angela kind of said she took over. We'll help and but I suppose I had something put into my head. Then I said I want it out, and it's it's very it's very hard to. Um, put everything into something and, and the next thing you have a bad morning or, or whatever or it comes to a head and, and then you're saying all I was thinking was how can I get out of this now? Do you know, because yeah. you have staff and machines and, oh, and, yeah. and um, commitments of all kinds, yeah. Yeah, so um, do you know, these there was going to be hard decisions had to be made either way, hadn't there? Yeah. So, so yeah, so we'll say that moment we're talking about now. Tell us how you handled the, that the next few hours and the next few days, even uh, from that point. In the, what, were the, what, were the, what were the early day stages of that decision you said you made to maybe get out? How did the next few hours and days work out for you? First of all, before we talk about the rest of your Yeah, well, I recovery. suppose, I suppose um, the, 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 you know, the, the business had to keep going. There were was, was still lads and machines <coughs> there, days, you know, yeah. and... Mm-hmm. and no one knew this on the on the, um, two of the two of us, you know, and and this was the first time I suppose that it had come to a head, and and Angela said, "Look, it will help," and and I suppose the big man thing again, where um, trying to do it all myself, and do you know, it was a small enough company, do you know. We, we, and tell I mean, me, were you happy to let, you know, or did you feel a release, or were you happy to let Angela take over? Because you were, you definitely weren't in the proper frame of mind uh, to continue, you know, in charge, for want of a better word. Yeah, and, well, just see, I suppose I would be kind of half controlling as well, <laughs> you know. And no, around that time as well, I, I was making mistakes, even ordering stuff, you know. When when you get to breaking point... Um, I suppose I, I was I was like a bat or, or a phone that was... That was pretty much gone dead. And, and um, you know, I, I around that time as well, 
like I'd have had staff coming in in the mornings and I, I wouldn't have physically been able to get out of bed. I was still in bed when they were coming in the, the drive, you know, and, and that's that's where I got to. The body was saying, you need to stop. Yeah, just telling you. Yeah. Just telling you. It, it really was, you know. And then, Eric, that said, going back to that morning, then again, right, as Pat alluded to there, the next few hours in that... <coughs> Obviously, you had to seek medical help at that stage, you know, to see, Jesus, make sure everything was, was okay anyway, you know. Yeah, no, so I, I, I just got on with it. I, I, I suppose looking back now, I, I, I should have gone to the doctor of, or, or should have got some sort of help. But again, I suppose I said, yeah, sure, I'll work through it. And Angela said, look, we'll get someone in to help you, one of the guys, um, uh, started helping me out in the office and and stuff like that but the thought never went out of my head um i need to get out of this. yeah i was just going to ask you yeah there was something telling me whether it was god or the universe uh, was saying there's something else out there and i suppose it still worked away but i came across a book um the monk that sold his ferrari and like, for me, reading, I didn't have time to read. I was, I was going to ask you, <laughs> yeah. how, for that, yeah. it was as consumed with everything, and they think a book comes to mind. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I, I can't remember where I command the book, and um, I don't know if if any of you, if, if you haven't read it, um, it's basically about um, this lawyer that... Um, had all these material things and everything looked good and he was inside in court one day and he um, he had this heart attack and so he sold up everything and went off off with the monks off in a faraway land and and I remember reading it and I said my god if I had no wife or kids that's all I wanted to do I needed to get away I needed to just get away from everything and as I say, if I didn't have a wife and kids, I'd have, I'd have gone off somewhere. Yeah, and and that should be a monk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brother Eric. But um, and I suppose through throughout twenty nineteen, then, and when you were reading the book, then could you relate your? Obviously, you were putting yourself in where the lawyer was, and you were kind of reading the book. Maybe were you reading it through your own? Yeah, I was, and and. I suppose for a finish as well, I know I wasn't happy. And I was I was starting to buy machines. Do you know you'd hear these people that they'd start buying material yeah. um things to make them happy. And and that's what I was doing. I was buying like I went off and got a John Deere grass machine, which I didn't even need. And and do you know you get this this hit for a few minutes and say I have that and, and then there was It's like a young lad at Christmas. Exactly, yeah. But just to again, the moment did the, you didn't then get uh, medical help for the chest pain. The, the the bit of time you took to think about it helped ease that at the time because you did go back to work, got to be help help in the office and that. So that kind of eased again, and you just left it and kind of carried on without really dealing with it. Well, well, sure, that's the thing. Like, um, I, I didn't it just kind of kept going, but. Yeah. But, 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 but it did ease the stress a bit. Yeah. Do you know, I, I suppose when you do, it's <coughs> like a cooker cooking and, and you have the steam coming out and the next thing does a release. So that definitely did help. 
Okay. And Eric, did any of the lads working with you? Did anyone notice anything? Obviously, Angela would have been would have noticed everything and had been had been building. You know, you you alluded to the difficulties there. Did any of your work lads, lads working for you? Anyone notice that? You you know, you said you were ordering stuff wrong, and you know you weren't dropping them on. Did anyone get a sense maybe that there is something wrong with the the, the boss, as we'll call him? Yeah, I, I definitely say one of the guys, and and I suppose I don't want to be mentioning any yeah. names who who was working with me at the time. Um, yeah, he he'd have had an an inkling that definitely there was something wrong because some of the mistakes were were big enough, you know, and and it's like I mentioned about the phone, you know, when when you let it go down to nothing, and and there was nothing left in my tank, you know, and but. In fairness, when I did get that bit of help, Owen and 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 Angela, um, sorry, I'm, I'm after me. Yeah, okay. But but um, it um, you know, it did help. But but the thought never left my head of of I need to. You still wanted out. Yeah, yeah. Take us on into the next next moment after that when you decided look at for a finish. Look at it's it. This is it. We're moving on to the next. You knew you needed help or whatever. Take us on through to that. Yeah, well, I suppose there was different things throughout throughout the year where kind of things that had to happen for for me to fully make my mind up because it was nearly like a, I'd say a six or a seven month time where getting my head out of it, you know, or how am I going to get out of it? That's what you kind of start asking. And and I, I did have another member of staff for, where there was difficulties between between the two of us and and um you know when 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 someone says to you they were looking for and it wasn't anything to do with money it was extra extra days work and and when someone says i'll I'll only start giving you eighty percent work rate and 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 i suppose i i I did have kind of anger issues and I remember at the time my fist clenched and I said to my own mind, I says, how dare someone say that to me, you know? And and I did tell him at the time to get off the <coughs> site and he said he wouldn't because of, um, I had to give him two weeks notice. And that didn't help that kind of, it was a kind of a toxic relationship mm. we both had. And and I would have had a lot of anger issues towards him. And I remember around the time he, he did get stuck in my head. And I I honest to God didn't know how I'd get him out. Like And this really added to the pressure like down on top of what you were going through already, mm. you know, it was really compounding the issue. Oh yeah, it really was. And and I remember a Sunday evening below an Apple Green in, in Bort Hill where myself and Angela w- spent two hours with, with our kids um, in the little playground area mm. trying to discuss how we can move on and, and get over this. I, I, I honestly said to her, I said, this guy is stuck in my head and I, I don't know how to to get him out of it. Yeah. And and um, I remember at near enough the same time, I, I would have got uh, this kind of love and kindness from the the mindfulness from from fergus barrett and i actually remember writing his name down in a piece of paper and burning it do you know to try to, do you know you try all these things to get, thing, yeah. Yeah. To, to get something <coughs> out of your head 
and it it honestly didn't work at all, you know. And I and and uh, as they say, whatever you focus on grows. And the more time I was letting him into my head, the more it was growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And, and so this was a second problem down on top of everything, you know. He was really testing your testing you to the limit. And and it's funny because um, the way I I finally let go of that was um, I was. I, I did get into reading for someone that didn't have time to read, but I was reading um, a passage on, on Nelson Mandela, Mandela where he was in Robben Island and, um, you know, the guards were really bad to him and they made him dig his own grave and they urinated in and top of him. And he, um, when he got off the island and he was having his presidential ceremony, he, he invited all these guys to it because he said, if I didn't, I'd be still on the island. He says, I just let it go. Yeah. And honest to God, just like that, I said, if he can do it, yeah. so can I. And I did. I, I just let, let it go. He went out of my head. He had started his own business he was gone from my company at the time and he had started his own business <coughs> and Angela had let me know this and um, I messaged him um, within 10 minutes to wish him good luck and before that any time his name was mentioned you go off, you, you, you my fists would clinch yes. with anger honest to God so Nelson, Mandela, sorry, Nelson Mandela's book so was a bit of a turning point for you and that's the aspect of your life anyway yeah that, yeah. that problem um yeah, so, and I remember then, um, August 2019, um, Fergus Barrett again had a day retreat in here in the community garden here in Scarif, and I had a lovely day, and just before I walked out onto the footpath that evening, I got this panic attack, and I said, if I take that step out onto that pet, I'm back into the rat race. Mm. And and um, I, I remember stopping, and it was, and, and I never had one of them before, and, and remember getting that, that panic attack. And I said, you know what, now, I just have to face it. Because, like, I, I had also got to the stage where I was getting up of a Monday morning and I was looking forward to my, to my weekend. And, and this is someone that's running a business. And when you get to that stage, you're, 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 you're just, there's no business going to survive no. when you're in that frame of mind. And the week after that, I went for a cycle, um, not too far from where I live. And I stopped on top of the bridge. And, and look, at I, was, I wasn't suicidal or anything or, or, or ha having any kind of thoughts like that. But I, I was in the frame of mind where, how can I get out of this? So I remember going for that cycle and, and stopping on top of the bridge. And I said, that's it. I said, I've enough of this. There has to be more to life than, than what I'm going through at the moment. And that was the start. I, I saw the seed was sown that day. And, and little by little, <coughs> it, it, it started to change. And they say for nearly all addicts, don't they, that... There's a moment, as what they call a rock bottom, whatever, and make a decision. The alcoholic stands up at a meeting and says, I'm an alcoholic, or the 
I remember we interviewed Oshin McConville about his gambling addiction and Kieran Carey as well yeah mm. and Kieran Carey and Oshin McConnell said his mind was broke one day when he went rooting under the seat of the car to find change for a burger he had no money mm. to, to eat something after training I think that was his moment so your moment was on that bridge but that was a, a very very important moment then Eric was yeah it, it was um yeah, I'd never forget it. And, and did and you get a major sense of relief then when you had, with that, that your decision was made? Do you know, did you get the release that day that, you know, I have finally made up my mind and we're, we're just going to fix this? Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, I did because I, I could see the light again. <coughs> and, and, um, do you know, once, once, once you can get to that set, you can see that, that flicker of light again where, yeah, I can get out of this. And and I suppose it, it was a mental hole. And as I say, I'm a big guy, six foot seven. And that was a fair hole. Now I dug, dug myself into so I oh, you said, were good at You were good at the digging, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <coughs> I said, OK, let's work. Let's get out of it. And, you know, let's get going. You know, I as I say, I was used, used to work. Work wasn't a problem. So... It was to start working on myself. And it did take a few more months where uh, November 2019, I put the machines up for sale and the last of the staff went. And that was another key moment because um, I remember going for holidays. Uh, we actually went to Dublin that weekend and it was the first time I was fully present with my family. Interesting, yeah. Um, Angela will will tell you the day we come we came back, it was the first day there was no rush back. That I think it was nine or ten o'clock before we left Dublin even, mm. and it was a very very simple weekend. But it was the full first time I let work go, and you were fully partaking, full, fully present with them, yeah. and 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 I, it was one of the best times ever. Do you know, it's amazing, yeah. and you know, you you said you said it was the first time you had gone away on lots of breaks and different weekends and that you know. But as you said, your mind was always elsewhere. It was never really fully in tune. But on that weekend, you know, the minding was beginning to come get clearer, and you would have a real clear picture of where you were going going forward. Yeah. So I said then to myself, um, I'm going to do the total opposite of what. I always did and what I was always told. So around that time as well, um, I gave up tea, coffee, alcohol, social media, news. Um, I said, I'm going to have full clear out. I changed my diet completely to um, plant based. Did you get advice on this now or did you just... No, this was, this was all... I said, I suppose I said, um, I, I'm going to strip back Everton and I'm going to start again and you know coming from construction you know foundation I felt my foundations weren't strong enough and <clears throat> I said I'd strip Everton back and I'd start again and that was and I said I was going to face Everton that was going on inside that I had buried for years and years and it was a big you know a big thing to say to myself, say, okay, Eric, we're going to face fears, face everything I had buried for years and years. 
and we're going to take it one step at a time and, and just get stuck into it. It seems more remarkable, <coughs> even though it was a, obviously a massive decision to make and <coughs> it seems to make sense as well that all the bad news and all the social media pressures and all the maybe alcohol and all the other things people do, but most people will do that kind of thing with professional advice guiding them along. So, but for you to do it off your own bat seems like an even more amazing achievement to do that without maybe being having all these professionals advice taking you along, you know? Yeah, I suppose. And, and around the same time or within a few months of that, I'd have really got into reading. I suppose the, the work, I had pretty much gone, you know, from work consuming me. So as they say, like, I don't know, was it a, um, whatever it was, but I put my time into reading and, you know, they say if, if you go from one <coughs> thing that you put it into, you, you, you nearly pick up something else to kind of take, yeah. fill that void. And did you get it? Did you get addicted to reading then? Yeah. Well, just see, that's the thing. Like I have books now everywhere. It's not, that's but, not a bad addiction. No, it's in fairness, it was the best thing I I I ever um, got into. I suppose it depends on the books also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I started with 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 help books um, and and mine. You know how I had to get into the mind. how my mind was working <clears throat> and and what was going on inside and um, so there would have been books on that and uh, and I love people's stories so I suppose I, I um, autobiographies and, and different things and a lot of personal development books um, obviously mindfulness books because um, soon after that I started my, my mindfulness course so it was to strip back everything and start from the beginning and, and, and uh, Eric I might, some more listeners might be like me now most of them probably aren't but if you were to explain in a nutshell because it's the buzzword for the last maybe five or ten years, what mindfulness really means. I'd love to hear it, maybe just concisely, because it's talked about a lot. I have an idea what it is, but maybe you could explain it a little bit further. Well, I suppose it's, it's present moment awareness, and, and awareness is a key word there, because um, you, you, once you... Once you get into it, it's it's awareness of, of your thoughts. Like we have 60,000 thoughts a day or, or something around that. And we only have one, we can only have one thought at a time. So it's it's the awareness of, of, of these thoughts and not to get caught up in them. And, and just like clouds in the sky that they move on by because it's when we get caught up in them that's where the trouble can start. Is it to have a clear mind, Eric? Is that what is a clear focus on what what you want to do rather than having all these many different thoughts and they, they scramble them, <coughs> one put in one way and another put in another way and you end up confused? Oh, well, well, absolutely. And I suppose that's looking back now, maybe that's what... Um, was was my downfall because there was so much thoughts coming in, well, sixty thousand or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was all work related, and it was all this job, that job, and and I suppose it was it, it just it was draining my battery. That you know. So basically, most of us who who haven't got knowledge of mindfulness and can be acting a bit stupid at times, 
we're always thinking about the future, what we're going through, what we're going through, mm. and not living in the moment we're in. Is that kind of what part of what? Well, it that's is? it. So when when we're in the future or <coughs> in the past, um, you say, okay, I'm I'm in the future or the past. You say I need to be in the present. So you you come back to that the whole time. Yeah. One that's other thing, <coughs> you've hinted at yourself there, Eric, and you need to obviously say it or anything like that, but. You said about bottling up things over a long period. And I know the business period of your life from 2000 and whatever it was, four or five on, was it? Or that to be years on. But can can you now say there were things that happened young, in your younger life that you'd bottled up? As I don't expect you to go through or say them, but mm. were there things there that you realised were causing you trouble later in life? Or was it all this business you'd set up? Yeah, d- definitely, because... Um do you know all all the stuff down through my years were um they were bottled up i mentioned my height there earlier <coughs> on and, yeah. and looking um do you know people people would have said some nasty things to me about my height you know and and yeah. i um i always said do you know why are people so nasty do you know and and I and I'd be wrecking my head in saying, why didn't I say this or or, or or say that back to them? And that would my head would be wrecked from why didn't you say this or say that? And this could go on for days and days. And that's something I still work on to this day, you know. Yeah. And and um So that's it. That's it. That was one thing and I suppose when I did start stripping back everything, I said I started going back in the years to see what else. And I had to work through each one and people that were hurtful to me through the years, I had to forgive them. That was incredibly hard now. You must have got you must have had, you know, even gone back and you said you stripped back everything and you said you you would challenge everything and look for everything. There must have been a lot of anger built up inside your mind as you went back and you'd say, God am you know, as you were going back going back to different things that where people had caused you uh, grief as we said mm. in whatever field and did you find in that there was an instant forgiveness <coughs> or did that take time well see that took time because I, I got into I started my mindfulness teaching and pi- positive psychology course with, with the Irish Mindfulness Academy of Ireland and um, that was in 2020 and um, you know I got into it and the first few months done and and got into my meditations and all that and i was questioning i said this isn't this isn't working but of course coming from being highly impatient before it was like if i went to the gym and and if i didn't have muscles after two weeks i'd I'd just give up on it you know and 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 it was the old eric that was kind of talking saying um I'll just get out of this because it's not working. And did anyone, did you talk to anyone before you'd done the course to even prepare yourself in any way? You know, obviously you had the course done with Fergus Barrett and that, right? Mm. But this was a big undertaking. <coughs> had you sought advice from anyone, you know, because this wasn't going to happen in a couple, which maybe you thought was going to happen in a couple of weeks. It was going to be a long process. Yeah, I remember Angela at the time saying, um, you know, when, when you when you start doing meditations, um, that stuff can come up and, and you know stuff from the past mm. and 
do you know, I remember she giving me information on it and I just kind of half read it. But I knew I was ready to face mm. um, all the stuff that went down through the years. I, I, I was ready to face yeah. it. One of the things you mentioned a minute ago there seems very important. Altogether. That was you, you got, you know, tell us more even about it was forgiving people that maybe have been hurt you or been wronged you in the past. Mm. That's a very healing thing, is it? Yeah, and even look, it's not easy, as you said. And look, and I, I was no angel either because I, I would have said stuff to people down through the years that would have been hurtful too. But I did read something in in a book um, from Robin Sharma, and it I remember reading it and I said, "God, that's brilliant!" Only hurt people, hurt people, <coughs> and that hurt that I would have got. I would have passed on that at times too. I would have said maybe things, you know, and words can really hurt, you know, they can hurt and they do and, and they, and, do. And, and they yeah. stick no and, and, um, and you never forget that goes into your subconscious mind. It's always there and it'll come up every now and again. And, and I suppose um, I had to go through every single person that, that, um, that was hurtful to me or regard my height or what, whatever else. And it was, it, it really, really, really helped with, with, with the healing. And look, I've a long way to go. I've, I, um, it'll be three years now, this November, since I went on this healing journey. And um, a lot of that was during COVID as well. Did that have any effect on you? Did it help or hinder? Well, to see if it really helped um, because I, I had switched from the whole work, work ethic work <coughs> mode to the reading. to the whole reading healing mode and, and COVID didn't affect me at all it was just actually so nice to be at home just probably a blessing it really was but if that was the old Eric I wouldn't have known what to do with myself um, and my brother um he he has I I see that stress and and different things in him now that I had and and throughout COVID he was trying to fill his days with all the different jobs around the house and stuff, and and that would have been me you know the whole being anxious the whole time and having to be doing something. Going back to the course, then you're into the course, then you're saying, "Please, is this thing working for me? I don't know. I'm not getting instant results here," but you had to stick with it, and you did. It, it was it was great. I started writing as well and journaling and and when I'd have different things come up, I'd I'd have to write them down. And it was one thing. Um, there was one thing we'll say would would uh, ah that's working. And like when I was in traffic, I was that guy with with the the hands up wave and if someone was holding me up or I was blown on, on, on the horn and like that started to go do you know I, I was the able anger, to the aggressiveness yeah, was gone yeah I, I was able to just sit there and and live in the moment yes <laughs> it, it, well to see that's it and yeah. um, there was other things and, and I suppose they all started to stack up and and, and the healing started to you know, week by week, I, I, I was getting better and better. But look at, I, I put, I've put a lot, a lot of time into this. And I suppose 
I was never afraid of work. So once I said I'm going to put the work and time into myself, that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. And Eric, you know, you, you spoke of the, uh, the addiction earlier on to work, right? And now, and then you got into the reading and that. Have you the right balance, Scott, as with, with this mindfulness, you know, what you're at at the moment? Is there a proper balance in it for you? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you, is the fear that you could get totally consumed by this, you know, the same as you got consumed by the landscaping before? Or is there more control? Yeah, no, it's a good question because um, there is a bit of a fear there because, like, I, I literally only have started in the, the new coaching business in the last few months and and the the website is, is just is just live for, for the last few weeks. And there is a fear there because um, of... Um, maybe going back into that old Eric but I think I have I have <coughs> I don't think I know I have the tools now that that will ground me and and know I can't go back there and do you think sorry again do you think that now at this stage you will be able to tell your story to others who may be suffering in one way or another and may need assistance that being able to help them is going to continue to help you an awful lot yeah, well, I suppose that's what they say. Is is that the twelfth, um, twelfth whatever it is, and and the addict, yeah, alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does. It it really does. And and I think for what I'm in now, um, to have gone through what what I did, a lot of the people I'm coaching at the present, I I can relate to what they're going through, of course, and yeah. and it really does help. And it really helps myself as well because um, there's still stuff coming up. Um, I, would, I was just going to ask you, is there still more that's coming up out of the closet or coming up out of the ground that, you know, that you maybe hadn't thought about and next thing just come, it just all of a sudden this thing hits you. But you're in more of a proper frame of mind to be able to deal with that and just pass it off now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, well, as I say, I had to put the the time into, like, I went from not being able to get out of bed and lads coming in to the yard for, for to go to work mm. to the following, we'll say in November, I, I shifted that back to 6 o'clock. Just like that, I kind of told the mind, I'm, I'm going to start getting up at 6. Then it was quarter to 6, half 5, and I did... Almost two years getting up at five, doing two hours of, um, like, I'd start with my morning, first thing, being grateful to be here, to be part of the day. Can I ask you one question that I, maybe people, does prayer come into this in any? Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned that because during lockdown, um, when I was at the, the home school and, um, that was great. <laughs> oh, that was that was a head wreck. But the kids had their religion <clears throat> books out on the table, and I just started reading the stories. And honest to God, it, it 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 my faith came back, and and started going to mass, and 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 um, I suppose prayer would be a, a big part of my day now, and and being grateful. Um, and just one other thing that's interesting, uh, you haven't mentioned it, which I suppose is a good thing in a way. 
where you, where you are now, <coughs> from where you were, you seem to have got there without having to use all these medications that are often prescribed for people mm. by willy nilly, maybe by people who you have thought it, you've read about it, you've thought about it, you've worked on it, and, and I don't even want to know if you're on medication, but you haven't mentioned it so far, so it hasn't been a major part of it, I, I, I assume. Yeah, it's, been, it's the work ethic again of, of working on yourself. Seems to have been. Yeah, I suppose I, I'd have, the more books I started reading on, on health and different stuff, and, yeah. and I would have got into the more plant based and all that, and no, no medication at all. Um, that's 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 funny, one other question, sorry to come yeah. across you. Your own sister has a, a very, <coughs> you know, he's probably one of the best people in East Clare for helping people. Yeah. Did it ever cross your mind? It just came into my head there. Did it ever cross your mind to even ask your sister for help at any time? It it never crossed my mind at all, and even um, for professional help, um, because most people would have said... Um, this or, or did you reflect it away from your family as much as you could? Well, uh, yeah, look, at if when they hear this, they're going to hear a lot of stuff that, that they wouldn't have heard, you yes. know. Um, and um, people would have gone per, for professional help, but I suppose I said... I'm going to do this my way. And you're going to be in control. Yeah. And and um, I says, I'm going to put in the work and the effort. And in fairness, I just touched on, on my routine. What I did for two years religiously was, was starting with gratitude, being grateful to be part of the day. Then I started with positive affirmations in front of the mirror. That's very important, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, I got to the stage where I was able to look into the mirror and say, "Good morning, Eric. I love you." <coughs> and that's that's was it, was it was it very hard to say it the first time, Eric? Well, it was actually, yeah. Mm. Do you know, and and for a man to be <laughs> to, to stand in front of a mirror, I'm not used to it, yeah. I'm not and used to that. and I suppose one of the biggest problems with us people as a species is that the way we speak to ourselves. And the way we put ourselves down, you know, and, you know, a lot of the time we look into the mirror, men and women, and and we're given out that our hair needs to be cut or that I look too heavy in that dress or or short. It's very rarely we're saying something positive about ourselves. And, And that really did help. After that, then, in my routine, I would go and normally do a 20 minute meditation that's religiously seven days a week um at the weekends i'd maybe shorten it saturday and sunday to maybe 10 minutes and then i would go into 50 to one hour workout and then a half an hour reading of a book that's 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 my routine five days a week i do my meditations at the weekend no workouts, the body rests at the weekend. And this is what helps me. It it might seem a bit OTT. <coughs> but but I, that's what you're comfortable with. If if I if I don't do it my if I don't go into my routine in the morning, my day doesn't run as well. Yeah. And Eric, have you you know we all get into we all get come up with great ideas and great plans of time and of course sometimes you know it's like everything you fall off the wagon at a certain time. Have you dipped in any way at any time and say, or question yourself even, am I doing that, am I, is this right, or if I miss something today, <coughs> um, you know, or do you make up more for it the next day? 
Well, the way coming from a, you know, a garden background, I see my mind as a garden. And if I let it go more than two days, the weeds start to grow. And, and, um, and, and it's funny you mentioned that energy you now because that would say to me then you're kind of coming back into the work team again you know and is that should you have that not just cleared all your head I know it's a, like it's, it's just an image of a garden yeah, you know and, and um, you know that's just the way I see it and and I think it was it was something I picked up online and I said yeah I can really relate to that yeah and and you just get back into it of of a Monday morning, and look at if I was out late and w- which isn't much anymore because I'm not into the whole drinking yeah. thing. Um, <coughs> the body, I'd I wouldn't get up at five or I'd I'd let the body rest, you know, yeah. and I I check in with the body now, and if it's if it's tired, it, I I rest. It's you know, and going back to the reading again, as I'm fascinated by it, Eric. Our listeners will be fascinated with your story, as we all are, but um, take all our listeners, whether they're in great form, middling form, maybe stressed out in some way, or everything's perfect. If there was one book that you think everyone should read, that you've come across, or maybe one or two, but could you name a book that you think would be good for absolutely everybody to read? I would have to say um, Jerry Hussey's book. I really got an awful lot out of that. Um uh, God, one second out the name. Yeah. Jerry Hussey. Jerry Hussey, yeah. And and he has his own story, Jerry, where where he would have um um awakened the power within. Is the name but is I'm pretty certain that's the name but um I've more more of that book underlined and dog eared pages yeah. than any other book. Um Obviously, the monk that sold his Ferrari. Um, that was the first one, of course. I, I read that two to three times throughout that year. Um, but I'd say Jerry Hussey's book does, does everything in that. Um, Cause the question, I was going to ask you the question there. You know, when, when you would often find you'd read a good <coughs> book that does feel that you'd invariably, if you're in maybe a point of conflict or a point of trouble or whatever, or you know, you find mm-hmm. yourself go and maybe not relaxed do you go back and read that would you go back and read that book again and you're after saying you did yeah I did I read that The Monk That Sold His Ferrari twice in that six month period because you know I got so much out of it the first time just before August I read it again and that's what moved me on to maybe going for the cycle and you know, <coughs> making the change. Leading on, you have you now have your your certs and that you know you're a, um, a person development and qualified mindfulness coach as well. Which leading to you know you've set up your another business. You've gone into EMC coaching. You know, which is a a major transformation for you from what you from where you came from what you're in, in, involved in. And you have a talk when your your first official talk out in in, in public. On October the fourteenth in the Temple Gate at seven o'clock, it's a daunting prospect, Eric. Yeah, it is because I'd say my parents will be there that night, <laughs> 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 and and they wouldn't have heard a lot of um, 
I, I wouldn't have told them what, you know, the, the pains in the chest and, and, and the stress and, and the different things. And, you know, um, and yeah, yeah, it is. But but my thing going forward is any fears I have, I face. Um, and to fully grow you know as a person uh, or you know to reap the rewards of life we have to move outside our comfort zones and that's my god you've well and truly done absolutely you know so so that's a step look i i have um i have big goals uh, ahead again in, fr in front of me but as i say i have the tools in place now that that will keep me grounded that won't consume you yeah but it is a bit of a fear too <laughs> You know, having that, um, you know, that that addictive nature yeah. to to not get back into that again. Totally. But you, you see, you mentioned a lot earlier on. You, it was, I suppose, very fortunate in the sense that you had Angela, who seems to have been a great support. How is she enjoying the new Eric now? Yeah. Um, Put on that book, Eric. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> we do see. some that gardening. There's, there's, yeah, there's books everywhere. Um, <coughs> Yeah, no, look, it, there's a way better, um, you know, at home, everything is a lot calmer, you know, because as I said, um, I was gone early and home late and she had a busy job and, and the kids were young at the time. And, you know, at times it was it was highly stressed around the house. It, it really yeah. was. Yeah, you and, did make that clear initially. Yeah. But. You know, and, and um, yeah, I suppose I... When I did make the big change in November 2019, I went from running a company to dropping and picking up kids. Mm. Do you know, and, and, and that was... But I suppose that, that, that yeah. gave you a chance to bond with the, with the lads in. Look at anyone in passing, I always say, God, this man, because they were always with you, a lot of the time with you anyway, mm. you know. And But it gave you a chance to reset. It did, yeah, no... And and over the last few years, I've got to know them better. And and look at there is days where 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 I do still get a bit stressed, and and um, you know. But I I I as I say, I have the tools. I return to the breath now when when I know the stress is is coming up, and thankfully that anger is. That's got, you know, it's it's gone. Eric, you know, you have your business EMC coaching. You're giving a talk. I would presume you have a number of clients that you're dealing with individually. No, and obviously you're not going to mention name threatening, but I would imagine you'd have a number of clients on your books at this stage. You know that you're helping out. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's very rewarding, and and I suppose that's where I get my energy now is is making help people make change in their life, and and um, and I think you know. As a coach now, um, you have to go through these these tough times in life um, to be able to fully, you know, listen and 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 coach them going forward, and and um, yeah. So, so as I said, it is. It's it's very rewarding. Yeah. And you've also got back into the coaching. You're not really not really coaching in the personal development on that, but you're also back in the helping out. For your, it's going to bring you much more stress. The rugby team here in Scala, <laughs> but I suppose if, if you're involved with a manager like Devo, he'll bring you down to, to air fairly quick. But how are you finding that 
you know, getting back into that again. And as I said, you look at you were there with your young lads now that you that you never went away, but you see it from a different angle now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I suppose I I'd be a much calmer person now. Um, I I have the old Eric and and the new Eric, and and I suppose I see the guys on the pitch now when they're being triggered, mm-hmm. and and it's fun funny when 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 you're triggered and you, and you get angry, you have like ninety seconds to let it go or it goes in that anger can stay in the body for hours mm. and um that's what i'm trying to get across which can be tough yeah, no. <laughs> do you know and can you see as you go now knowing what you do now and having gone through what you've gone through can you see the the traits of your past problems in other adults you see handling things can you see oh he or she that's very stressed uh, in, in everyday life do you spot it now and again oh i do yeah and it's only when you get out of that that vicious circle and where you stand back and you start viewing people, that's when you really say, Jesus, that was me, you know. And, and uh, oh, yeah, I, I pick up on it a lot. Well, I yeah. suppose I'm, I'm able to read people now yeah. and n- nearly not even just to view someone, I can pick up on nearly what's going on. And, um, yeah, the more you, you go into this, the better you get at it, you know. And sorry, just Leo, just something occurs to me with what's going on recently in politics. A lot of world leaders now, you must see a lot of traits in them that you're able to read. You know, there's so many of these strange characters out there now in recent times between America and Russia and mm. <coughs> and Britain and so many other places. And uh, I suppose we could say a lot of them have issues to deal with. Well, I suppose that's one thing I didn't get back into. I didn't get back into the news. The news, good. Um, and I get enough of that from, let's say, Angela, what, did you see this on the news? And I'd say no. And, um, and I suppose that's what a lot of people do. They listen to the news so they can have a conversation with Joe Bloggs down the road or whatever. I never got back into it. And I've any time we're driving and the kids are with me, if the news comes on, it's, turn, right. it's turned off. Good. Fair enough. Um, it's horrendous. It plays in the mind, does no, no It really it. does, because that's all we're being fed mm. every day. And it's very hard to be fully positive if so you're just negativity, in, yeah. yeah. With, yeah. with that. And you, know. you know, as you're dealing with your, with your clients and with your talk coming up, obviously every session you do, even though you're helping <coughs> another person, at the same time, do you feel that you're helping yourself in, in unison? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, there is a healing there as well, um, yeah, for myself. But, like, you know, I'd be taking in so much from people because um, I I have my coaches as well that help me offload because it can be, you know, you'd be surprised what people would, 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 would tell you and, and, you know... That's part of my my job every day now. Listen to people's stories. As I say, I love listening to people's stories. But you know they can be heavy going at times, and and you you have to have a release. Yes. So like I I have my accountability coach and I have my business coach and and I'm I'm part of a mastermind group where you know we can discuss these things. 
which which is important, something I didn't have before. And that's a, a very important point. And if you, you know, just say now, Eric, someone that's back where you were a number of years ago in the depths of despair today, mm. and they always said, as everyone knows, they said it's good to talk and people should talk, but what would be your um, advice to someone at this moment in time who is in maybe in the same position or close to being in the same position yourself or we never were never whatever position they're in at this moment in time well i suppose particularly for men and um is to reach out and and try and open up do you know it's it's very hard if if we're like me i was a very closed book and i had all these walls and mess you know put on and and tell no one anything what's going on inside and i suppose um we are getting a little bit better at it you know and if we can break that vicious cycle of you know goodbye keep it all in and say nothing to no one and just get on with it just to reach out and say look it i need to chat can, can I have a chat for a few minutes? And it's that first, once you make that, have that first little chat with someone, you know, there's a release there. And it's like me, I'm, I'm, I'm open now. And before, as I said, I was very closed. And once I started, you know, at the time, maybe having the chats with Angela after that, that Friday morning where, where I hit rock bottom, um, I, I started to open up a bit because she would have said to me at times, you know, you're very quiet and, and, and stuff. And I was saying to myself, Jesus, I have so much to say, but I can't say, say it. it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was only like over the last few years where, where I can just be open and, and say what's going on. Because like when you bury it, um, that'll only come up again. There's no doubt about it. It something will trigger it. It will come up again. It could be three months time. It could be three years time. If you don't deal with it there and then, I guarantee you it'll come again. Talk to somebody. Yeah, to talk. Eric Mack, you're a very different man in mind and body now. I presume to what you were a number of years ago. You know, it took great courage for you to come in and even talk to us here, here today and. Great courage to even, you know, go into this new business of coaching. But you're putting your life experiences, good or bad, you know, out there in order to help other people. You know, it's, it, Pat, in fairness, it, it, it takes great courage to do it. Massive. I mean, he's, he's said it himself there. And we all know we build up barriers and we don't want to say things and we keep a lot in. But... Uh, in, in, in Eric's case he suffered an awful lot physically and mentally over it and family wise and all but uh, to come out and do what he's doing obviously his, his, strength, his mental strength and his, his work ethic that he mentioned in a me- negative way is also positive that he's worked on himself and without medication and all that so amazing story very very impressive impressive with the whole thing and all I could do is wish him very success because uh, I can see he could be a great uh, he could be a great uh, trigger for, for good for a lot of people. So, Eric, uh, I, I really enjoyed it anyway. It was an amazing story and, and well done to you. And finally, Eric, you know, it's not only like you played sport, you were a working man. This could happen to, could be happening to just anyone. You know, it's just... Well, you see, that's the thing, because um, 
do you know we're going around every day and and my thing going forward is you just don't not know what's going on in someone's mind so i would say to be kind and be nice to people no matter who you come across because we all have stuff going on in our heads and and we just need to be so mindful of that going forward because as i said people looking on at me you know a nice house and car and and <coughs> good business and winning awards you'd say yeah he's he's yeah. everything he has it all yeah. well but honestly i see it every day now in the clients i'm coaching does um people you'd say ah he's going well and everything but yeah. the head i tell you the mind it'll bring you to your knees it really will if if you get caught up in them thoughts it's as i mentioned the sixty thousand thoughts if you can when they come in don't get caught up in it let them go like clouds in the sky if you can think of that mm -hmm. and you see that's the problem you you get up and get caught up in a thought or if if someone does something to you years ago you hold on to that and we we carry all this baggage with us and it's 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 like drinking out of a poison chalice, all this stuff every day. Do you know, you've, you've hatred and, you know, hate to see people getting on and, and you know, falling out with people. It, it happens, you know, and, and you know. Everyone, and everyone is guilty of that. Yeah, you know, but it's it's to let it go. You don't have to forget, but, but to try and let it go. And it's incredibly hard. Like... Yeah. It's even harder over young people at social media because you can be getting hard things that you're home at one in the morning and a text comes in or something. Whereas I, I, think, I think I think I think you get to yeah. social media. Social media. Yeah. I put it out. Was, was yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. But in fairness, I, I with the new business, I I had to get back, back into, into it. Yeah. Mm. And and I I dip in and out. In a positive way. Um and don't follow people that. <coughs> I don't follow anyone that's going to drain my energy or are not benefit me in some way you know every day you 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 have to have the positives and and have a group of people narrow down the group if you have to but but have that that positive, positive. because mm. the, there's so much negative out there it's it's just highly draining mm. you know eric has it been an experience and and a most enjoyable experience having you here on scarf bay community radio today I have only concurred with, with, with what Pat said earlier on, and we should have, well, I've known you since you were a fair bug, as nice a lad as, as you could meet. Cause there's problems now and again, there's no doubt about that, but <laughs> I, was, I was very, very friendly, and you know, you've had a life where you've opened up to us, and we thank you for that. And all we can do is wish you the very, very best of luck in your new business with EMC Coaching. The very best of luck to you in your talk. Mm -hmm. in the Temple Gate and for anyone it's October the 14th Temple Gate in, in, in at 7 o'clock all are welcome I take it absolutely yeah mm -hmm. and Eric will be available to talk to everyone one thing when is the book coming out yeah is, um, it, would it be, is, no, there something, is there something in your head it is actually yeah and and um 
that'll come in its own good time. Um, and I, I have bits. Um, you said you've read a journal, so yeah. So, oh, so, yeah. so, so there would be. Um, you know that would be part of it. And and look, we all we all have a story. And 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 I suppose this is my story. And and you know I've told you some of it tonight. And and there would be other bits in there that you know that would go in. But when will the book come? As I say, it'll come in its own good time. But but it's in my head. Um, at some oh, and Eric, when that book comes, there's no doubt you'll come back here and talk to us here again, once again, <laughs> on Scarif Bay Community Radio. <laughs> I will indeed, yeah, I look forward to it. Eric Mac, McNamara, it was an absolute privilege having you here, you. here today. And that concludes our Sportsline show, a different Sportsline show here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Dark Credit Union. My thanks once again to Corpus Inter, Pat McNamara. A special thanks again to you, Eric, and we can only thank we can thank you enough and we hope that the people will there's no doubt will benefit from what Eric has to say and has said here today with us and you know Eric is can be contacted he's he's not a stranger there's no doubt if you look him up you, you will find how to contact him and he's open and talking to everyone and once again thanks to Jim Collins in the control tower and thanks very much for you, for you for, to you for listening we hope you enjoyed the show there's no doubt if you enjoyed it half as much as we did you'll get great benefit out of it so all that remains is me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Benok Day, August Sloan. <laughs>